Hey guys, this is Karen Taradis with Social U, and I would like to welcome you to the Momentum Leaders podcast, uh, Momentum Matters, where we have some great information to share with you today. But first, let's start with April Benatello. Hi everyone, I'm April Benatello. I'm the CEO at Momentum, and welcome to our podcast, Momentum Matters. And today we are going to be speaking with our mentoring coordinator, Mindy Santo, on the importance of mentoring, especially where women are concerned. So we all know that for women to advance in their careers, they have to be able to advocate for themselves. Mm -hmm. But we also know that they cannot do it alone. And so that's really where the mentoring relationship comes in. And it's always been a big part of what Momentum has done is to um, allow our class participants to be assigned to senior mentors And what we've done over the course of the past year is really open that program up to anyone. So anyone in the community can call Momentum and request a mentor and they can say, I'm working on this specific skill. And Mindy will do her very best to go through our network of over 500 amazing, powerful women leaders and match them up with someone who is willing to mentor them in that area. So today we just want to have an easy discussion with Mindy about what she has learned so far in matching up the mentors with the mentees. And Karen, why don't you start with a few of your questions? Well, I'm fascinated by the whole mentor program. So can you give me a little bit more information about how does that process work? If I'm interested in being a mentor or having a mentor, what's, how does that, what, what does that look like? So we have a questionnaire that we ask our mentors and mentees to fill out with a list of questions that help us get to know them better and what they are working towards. We outline skills. We talk about um, soft skills, some things that also have to do with their personality and their lives. And once that information is submitted, then for the mentee, I will have a conversation with them every single time. If it is a mentor outside of our network, then Mm -hmm. I will schedule a conversation with them as well to get to know them better and to um, be able to hone in on their personalities as well, because making that match, I can look at everything in black and white, but it also takes some human (laughs) pieces and parts of that that really bring them together. And once we do that, I then will make sure that if we find a great match based on those skills that come together, I will reach out to the mentor to make sure, first of all, they have the bandwidth, which Mm -hmm. these days that's really important. The time, and if they feel that mentee that I have presented to them is in fact, you know, somebody that they feel they could mentor. And after that, if they agree, then I make that intro and the process begins. Okay. How long does the program last? Is it forever? Is it for two months? (laughs) Well, that's a really good question. Um, We ask for a six month commitment, meeting one to two times per month. Mm -hmm. It can be in a an online kind of platform like Zoom, or some of them have been meeting in a socially distanced manner where they feel comfortable that agreement is um, on them. And 
once their relationship ends, they also discuss, hey, you know, would you like to stay in touch? And I really appreciated what you did. The mentee is mentioning this to the mentor. And if they want to continue a relationship, that's fine. That would be outside of, you know, the six month commitment that we ask for. Um, But we have plenty that are still having conversations way after the fact, just because they've become friends along the way. That's great. Mindy, what are some of the examples of recent matches that you've made or maybe feedback that you've gotten from some of the mentees that um, have been through the program? Well, I'm fortunate. I've had really good feedback from every one of the mentees that I have helped to match. And the ones that stand out to me are those that started at the beginning when I had my first conversations. Um, One of them, here we are six months later after I helped to match her, and she has been telling all of her colleagues at her place of business, you've got to um, apply for a mentor with momentum. So that was really exciting. And now the person that she referred is being mentored by a great candidate. Uh, Another one, on my first meeting with her, I felt like there was just confusion all over her face and nothing was really concise or succinct in in what she was trying to accomplish. And so I just wrote down these notes and went to Tina, our director of operations, who's been helping me to find the right matches as well, who would be best to mentor her based on her needs. And we found a great mentor after I had a conversation with her. And after one meeting and maybe a couple of emails, the clarity that (laughs) came from her one time with that person just giving her direction was amazing. And I was so thrilled. That was so satisfying to see that that win. Um, Another one graduated just as the pandemic came on and the lockdown. So she had just graduated, no job, and started out on her course, committed to this program. And she has a, a fantastic mentor. She's had some conversations in that college to career transition with a couple of our alumna, and she is now gainfully employed doing something she really enjoys. So I could go on and on, (laughs) to be quite honest. Um, it It has been rewarding. Why do you think it's so important for, for women uh, to have that mentoring relationship? Why, why maybe is it more important for women than sometimes maybe even for men? I think it is vitally important for women to be mentored and have somebody hold them accountable because so many women won't take that initiative like Amanda's to go ask and insert, not assert. I feel like we have that push and pull of um, being too pushy it look at looked at differently between a male and a, a female and so I think that these mentors really help them to um, build up courage to feel like they really have something to say and something to contribute because I feel like males 
they just ask. They don't even think, maybe not even if they're qualified. And I, I feel like these women really need that encouragement from their mentors. Well, how has mentorship played a role in your career? That is a great question. I have been very fortunate throughout the years to have people who have inspired me. I've not really had a uh, an official or formal mentoring relationship, but I have had women who have shown up for me and encouraged me um, to show up as who I am. And it's interesting. It's very intergenerational for me. I've had women who are in their 20s who have helped me to do things that I never thought I would have done on up into 30s, 60s, 70s even. Um, as we get older, it's great to have that wisdom. And to me, as long as I'm, I keep showing up, I honor that contribution they made to me. You know, Mindy, that... I, I was just thinking the same thing, right, as you talked about the intergenerational part of it. Um, I was thinking about not only did I have a great experience when I went through Momentum in being assigned a mentor who was just a few years older than I am, but she had, you know, children that were older than mine. And she had been in a male-dominated career and really had to work um, to help her employer understand some of the extra flexibility that she needed and how much more she could give the organization if she was just afforded this flexibility in addition to, you know, the, the other things that they provide. And mm-hmm. the I was really struggling with, you know, how to manage my career and not let my need to, to take care of my children. I thought I had to protect that. I thought right. I had to keep it secret, you know, and be like, oh, I've got to run this child to the doctor, but I'm going to pretend like that's not where I'm going. And she really helped me to see that having open conversations with with my boss um, and my colleagues and just to say, hey, this is what I need. If I'm comfortable in my value that I give to the organization, then I don't have to make excuses for when I need to take this extra time. Sure. She really helped me to see that. And then where the intergenerational part comes in, I'm thinking about our current interns that we have at Momentum and how much I have learned from them. They right? are fantastic. <laughs> yes. yeah. I mean, just, just amazing. And and Karen, you and I are the same age, right? And um, you have taught me so much about how to utilize social media and different tools. And uh, so, yeah, mentoring happens all the time, even if we're not considering it to be like, I always call it, you don't have to find your Yoda. You just, <laughs> just find somebody who's good at this thing that you want to do better and and ask them if they wouldn't mind sharing some of their knowledge with you. I totally right. agree. I feel like you're only as strong as your network. That's, That's it. Right. And your network can be 25 or 65 or more experience, maybe different experience. I love that. I think that's just absolutely spot on. Like I found so many great mentors in my mother's friends. My mother is 77. She has friends over a wide range of ages. And so many of those women, they may be in wildly different fields from what I'm doing. Artists, for example. And I have learned so much from them about their approach to certain things. And they have helped me to to think about things in my life from a completely different angle too. Yeah. And industry is the 
just like you mentioned, it's different from industry to industry. You get such different perspective from the accountant than you do from the graphic designer. It's very different input. (laughs) Mindy, I'd like to know a little bit more about how you continue to grow and develop as a leader, not just through the mentor program, but how else, um, what other things should we take into consideration as far as growth and leadership skill? That's a great question. And to me and what I live by and encourage people to do is listen. That opens up so many doors because people are so ready to be to say the next thing instead of listening to what somebody has to, you know, tell you to help you, whether it's to grow or just information. You can learn so much just by um, pausing and listening to someone. Absolutely. As far as um, continuing to learn, because I feel like learning and listening kind of come together. So, Mindy, what are your top three recommendations for leadership books? So, April kind of touched on that creative part. I think differently than uh, linear (laughs) thought processes. So, I like Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. I'm Daring Greatly by Brene Brown and War of Art and Art of War, both completely different books, but both um, have helped to shape me in some way. Um, I consume those kind of books just because it helps me to flick flip my perspective about things. And I find when I flip that perspective, it opens me up to something that I wouldn't have considered uh, previously. So I like to have a um, wide selection. Well, that's great. And that's critical for growth, opening yourself up to think about it in a different way. That's totally agree with that. Daring Greatly also makes my top three list. So we share that one for sure. I would say the other two are The Five Dysfunctions of a Team, Patrick Lencioni. So that even if you are not in charge of a leadership team, it applies really to any kind of team. Um, but it's, it's, it's a fable. It's so easy to read and really hits the heart. It's very much like Daring Greatly. It hits to the heart of, you know, you have to be vulnerable as a leader in order to instill trust. And that's sort of the foundation for everything. And then once you get that, you can move through. Um, the other areas of, you know, holding your team accountable and gaining commitment and getting results. So it's it's just a fabulous, fabulous read. And then the other one that was a real game changer for me in my career was um, First Rules. So that one uh, was one of the first ones that got me really thinking about leadership in terms of not a position of power, but in terms of developing the team around you um, and doing that mm-hmm. by the the team's strengths and actually architecting a team that that works well together. So those are definitely my top three. Okay. What about you, Karen? Oh, um, I should have totally been better. (laughs) I I consume uh, business books in a voracious way. I love them and uh, I read them all the time. I still think Seven Habits is just a wonderful I still think from good to great is wonderful. And I have, I lean towards, uh, (laughs) I lean towards, I love the Brene Brown, love it. But one of my favorite books that I've read in a long time that kind of reminds me of who I am and that I belong where I am 
is the um, by Jen Sincero. It's called um, You Are a Badass. And it, it's all about owning the space you're in and okay. how to get to the next level, which I love. You are a badass. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I thought you were telling her she is because she is. <laughs> she is. <laughs> right. Mindy, and your experience with assigning mentors and mentees and, and the results that you see come out, coming out of that, how do you feel like those relationships are benefiting the organization? Ooh, that's good. Well, going back to the mention I had about one of the first mentees that I matched, the referrals, the somebody who's participated in the program with momentum, who believes in it like we do. And so that kind of starts that ball rolling and people wanting to be engaged and find out about us. I've had three uh, mentee candidates who have expressed interest and applied for Upward. So I feel like that is um, very telling. Also looking at conference time, uh, somebody that I spoke to early on wanted to volunteer. So I think it is, they're engaging in the organization and want to be a part of it. It is, it is important to them. Uh, so I think that's how how that helps and works for the organization. For those who might not know, what is Upward? So Upward is our program for early career women. These are women that have typically between like three and 10 years of professional experience in the domain where they're working. Um, it was really born out of the idea that when we graduate women from the executive program, it's almost unanimously the same kind of feedback that they give when they graduate, they almost without without fail say, if I had had this when I was in my 20s, it would have made all the difference in my career. Mm -hmm. So, uh-huh, <laughs> like, <laughs> let's do that. So, you know, we've gotten to to a place with our support from the community and our support from the alumna that we've, we felt like we um, could launch this program and have it be very successful. So we have two cohorts, uh, two classes. They are each around 25 to 30 women. And, I, you know, a lot of people say it's young women. It's not necessarily. It could be women that have been out of the workforce for a while. Maybe they stopped because they were raising children or maybe they were in the military and then came into the professional workforce. So we, we don't really like to call it the Young Women's Program, not only for that reason, because it makes all of us that have been through the executive program feel old to say the young women's program. <laughs> so upward is early career. Uh, the curriculum, it models very much uh, along the same lines as our executive program, looking at a lot of uh, emotional intelligence. Um, who am I? What is my, what is my way of working and relating to others? Uh, what inherent strengths do I have? What are some other talents that I have that I may not be fully utilizing? Um, what kind of, of plans do I have for myself? How can I get there? What kind of network do I need? It's, it's those kinds of things, but really shaped and targeted towards that early career demographic. Mm -hmm. And for women to be accepted into the program, they need to be already recognized as an emerging leader 
um, in the organization that they work for or in the community and and be able to uh, show that through their application that they have a commitment to uh, teamwork and a commitment to diversity and a commitment to developing their leadership skills. And so that's what makes a great upward participant. And this program has been great so far. I mean, really, when we had a focus group, once the first year was graduated, we called a few of them back in and said, hey, you know, tell us, tell us about the program. Tell us how it benefited you. And, you know, I remember several of them saying the very words that I wanted to hear. And that was this experience, I believe, this change, has changed the trajectory of my life. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get a lot better than that. Yeah. You mentioned briefly, there's no age requirement for either program. So you That's can correct. Do- it's all based on years of experience <laughs> and sort of the position that you hold within your organization. That's great. I was wondering um, if you would tell me what you think is the biggest challenge for women seeking their next level of leadership. And then how do you overcome that challenge? Okay, so some of the top ones that that we hear cited the most often are a lot of times women don't have, especially as they get higher and higher in the ranks. First of all, they're like the only woman left in the room, um, and and that can feel very isolating. Just about male dominant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another one okay. is access to informal networks. So a lot of times the CEO will will mentor and lunch with and golf with. And have hallway conversations with the people that that look the most like him, and that's mm-hmm. normal human behavior. But um, if if women don't have the same access to that leader, then they cannot be seen on equal footing mm-hmm. as their male counterparts. So access to those informal networks is a big barrier. And then there's a lot of it is just the social stereotypes. You know, we are yeah. all socialized. We are all men, men and women alike are, are creatures of habit and we're socialized to think of leaders in a certain way. I may lead a women's organization. I still I'm going to admit it. I still tend to, to think when somebody says they're about to talk to this this doctor or this expert or interview, I'm I'm expecting half the time mm-hmm. I'm going to waste, you know, you're expecting what? A lot of times I expect to see a man and then I'm, mm-hmm. I might be a little bit surprised. Oh, look, it's a woman. That's you have that, that socialization that we have that makes us think that 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 leaders are tall, white, middle-aged men. Sure. Named John or yeah. David. Yeah. yeah. Or you have women who won't apply for the next job or apply for the job they want because they don't meet 100% of the criteria. But men are like, I can do two of those things. I'm in. Count me I'm in. in. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. And this is where having mentors can really be helpful. Um, I remember one of our alumna sharing with us that her co-mentoring group through Momentum really supported her as she was exploring the option of becoming CEO of her accounting firm. She was the COO and she knew that the CEO was retiring and she knew that her name was being discussed to take on that CEO role. And she was thinking, I have, I think she has four or five children. I am very comfortable in the senior role that I have, and I'm very comfortable in this domain, and that would be a big stretch, and I don't know if I want to take on more in my life. And her co-mentoring group really said, look, you can always say no, but but go for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Find out what it is. Tell them right. what resources you need to do the job successfully. And, and 
and you can do this. You can do this. And she did. And she is taking that firm. They're growing like gangbusters. And um, I just, I, that really is a standout story for me as far as, you know, successful mentoring relationships through, through momentum. Mm-hmm. That's been very life-changing for me personally, being able to say, I can do that. And I may kind of know how to do it at, on some level and then think, oh, I'm going to learn it. I can tackle anything. I can get out there and learn how to do anything. Absolutely. I can do that. Um and that's a hard, I mean, I think that's just a very big challenge for women in general. They are hesitant to commit unless they're hundred percent comfortable. They could totally do that one day. Right. And it, well, and it's interesting thinking about the conversations that I've had and, and what the mentees are trying to accomplish. They're, they're at the earlier parts of their careers. They're not looking at becoming CEO yet but they'd like to become CEO of their own organization. So they know there are different um, elements that need to come together. And this mentor them in that um, approaching management and, and teams that are above them so they can start conversations and get engaged and participate and not sit on the outside of the boardroom door, but be, you know, in that room and listening and gleaning from them and even contributing and eventually once they feel more comfortable. So yeah, I haven't worked with, uh, you know, any of the women who have quite made that goal yet or who are that far along. So that's, that's interesting to hear. Now, do you have a lot of mentees become mentors? They graduate from the program and they turn around and become a mentor. Yes, there are several now. <laughs> well, and so I started in October and we went into conference preparation and I was the registration manager. So we took somewhat of a pause. So I have really started with those matches in February or March, which haven't come to you know full circle. So they aren't at that point yet. However, those before me um, and classes all co-mentor and there, there are mentees who have become mentors and it's um, a beautiful pay forward um, attitude within the, and within momentum. Hey Karen, one of the requirements for the executive class when they commit to that executive class is that they commit to serving as a mentor upon graduation. So once they've completed the program, if they're already in a mentoring relationship, that's fine. We don't want to force another one on them. But if they are not currently mentoring someone, we match them with a mentee and they get that experience. And usually it just continues on either with that one mentee or with, you know, uh, we assign them to another one because it's very fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's not just for the mentee. It's very fulfilling to spend that time and be a mentor. And, and if, you know, if you can save somebody some time, if you can help them along, if you can pay it forward, it feels really good to do that. I can't wait to be a mentor. I, I want to be a mentor now. I'm ready right now. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait either. <laughs> well, Mindy, is there anything else you'd like to share with us that we haven't covered already? Wow, I think we've covered it all. I I will say something that came up, I had some benchmarking conversations with um, mentors within our 
program within momentum and over and over again, what came up is they felt they benefited just as much from their mentoring relationship as the mentee was. Um, going back to that, you know, being mentored by somebody who's younger than you, but they felt that every single time things would come up that would help to really make them grateful they were part of that, this program. To, to listening to the people you're involved with. I love that. Mindy, thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and experiences on that mentor and mentee matching. This has been really fun. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed it too. So fun broadcasting from our COVID home offices too. (laughs) I'm getting kind of used to the COVID home office. Yeah. Well, Mindy, I really want to thank you for taking time out to share with us today, all of your experiences with the mentoring program and, and Karen, thank you for organizing. And I do want to remind our listeners that if they want to learn more about Momentum's mentoring program, they can go to MomentumLeaders.org and they can explore the mentoring program as well as our other classes and our virtual events and webinars. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, please join us for our next podcast.